Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 199. Only one more to go. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm here with the normal but ever lovely crew. We have the fantastic Mandy in the middle of the rep- representing the middle of the country. Let's just be honest. And we'll call it East Central Cincinnati. East Central? Yeah, you're like, you're like in the middle, but a little east of the middle. How are you, Mandy? Yeah. I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm in a very chill mood today. She's just chilling. Yeah, kind of tired. I'm, I'm all right, though. I'll make it through. Hashtag super cash. Super cash. And that voice you just heard, ne- never to be denied his moment, is Mason representing the eastern portion of the country. Thank you very much. How are you, Mason? I'm doing good. It's, it's my prerogative to always bust through the door before you can introduce me. Hey. Before people get disappointed, hey, you, you just gotta make, surprise them. You're just making an entrance, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And I do a, all my own stunts. And of course, I am Mitsugi calling in from the, we'll just say like, we'll just call it Western, uh, the Western part of the country over in Colorado, where it is fairly cold today. Guys, today we're going to be talking about a, a pretty broad variety of things. I just got back from Mexico, so I'm going to talk about that for a, for a bit. Um, Mandy is has some topics that I am very interested in, including... The a little bit on Rune Factory 4 for the Switch because I just bought my girlfriend that Animal Crossing Switch and we are thinking of Rune Factory 4. So I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on that because the premise sounded very enticing. And um, World of Horror as well, which I also enjoy horror, which should be good. Mason has maybe a, a sequel to his battle with Wisdom Teeth. <laughs> yes? Uh, yes. Okay. Hopefully the final arc. I so hope, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, you, usually you only usually you only have one uh, sort of episode of Wisdom Teeth. So I'm I'm kind of ooh, I hope nothing bad happened. And then of course a, a demo of the ever anticipated Neo Two, which I think uh, Mason you've mentioned many times. So let's see. Why don't we start with Mandy this time? Oh me. Okay. I thought yours would take longer, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I really want to hear about Rune Factory 4. I'm not lying. And, and we don't want to <laughs> shortchange you like a couple of weeks ago. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so I'll go. go ahead and start with Rune Factory 4. Uh, so Rune Factory 4 just came out a few days ago on the Switch. And it um, it's a remastered version of Rune Factory 4 originally came on 3DS uh, a long time ago on um, from developer Neverland. And it's a... It's set in the same world of franchise as the Harvest Moon series, and but this one is like a fantasy farming sim that has more combat than your typical farming sim. And uh, I have a history of getting deeply obsessed with farming sims. <laughs> I don't know why they just they hit something in me where I'm like, I just got I have to keep playing, I have to keep going, and. 
I don't know, I obsess over them. It's like, like like Stardew Valley. I played that one for like a total of 150 hours over one week, and yeah. it was stupid. We all have our thing, you know what I mean? It's it's those games where your to-do list grows faster than you can check things off on. Yeah. So you just never feel satisfied. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, one more day. I'm like, you know, I have to go to bed, but just one more day. I just, I really want to get just all these turnips out in my field. All the turnips. <laughs> just, <laughs> I have enough money to go buy a crafting table. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, and then it's just like, but now there are logs all over my, my yard and I got to break those down into lumber. But you know, one more day. <laughs> I do that all the time. Um, so this one, you start off as an unnamed character. You can play as male or female and you, um, all that you know is that you're some kind of noble and you're traveling by airship um, to a town named Sophia and your objective is to deliver some gift to its god, which the god is like a dragon. It's this um, holy dragon named, um, oh, what was her name? Everstfall or something like that? I can't remember her name. Mm. The big green dragon. But um, you are there, you're on your way and then it gets attacked by the soldiers uh, in uh, like they just jump your airship and then you fight them. You get like a sword at the beginning so you can like hit them with your sword. It's a very basic combat, but you can choose between different uh, difficulties. Like you can do like just beginner, which like things die in like one hit. <laughs> you can do like normal, which is what I'm on. And then you can do like a really hard version. I, I've never played the hard version, so I don't know how difficult it gets. But still, like, normal is pretty easy. It's it's a farming sim, <laughs> like, first and foremost. But uh, you fight them, and then during the encounter, one of them hits you in the head, and you develop amnesia, Uh-oh. like all of the other uh, Rune Factory games. <laughs> and, you're you're um, playing a lot of games lately, Mandy, where your character just doesn't know quite who they are. I don't know who I am, so I relate to all of <laughs> them. Who really knows, anyway? <laughs> so you develop amnesia and during the scuffle with them you get tossed over the side of the ship and you land in the town of Sophia and you don't know who you are nobody else nobody there knows who you are but they can tell that you like the dragon when you meet her um can tell that you are some kind of noble with noble blood like she can just tell like there's like an aura about you and so she thinks that you are this noble who's supposed to be coming to this town and uh to run it because uh they they need it like a new prince or princess to run this town and so they she thinks that you're there to what the purpose of taking over the town and uh, of the like business there and so you but your character is like i don't think so i don't think i'm a princess <laughs> but you just fall into this role and like two days later this other guy shows up he's like named arthur and he's like no i'm the noble who's supposed to be here <laughs> and I'm like oh fuck okay and then but through talking to him he's like you know what why don't you just take over the town and i'll just not do that i didn't want to anyway so i'm like oh, okay so um different things that you can do is you get this board of orders and by building up the town and doing certain things you get these points and like for me it's princess points because i'm playing as female and i think for if you're a guy you get like prince points what and then 
you can use them to do different things like open up festivals. You can get orders for like you can build like a um, like a kitchen set and, you know, like just to build up the town. You can like open up new things inside stores, like an accessory shop and you can um, get licenses so you can like become a cook and then you can become a pro cook if you pass the test and Wait, stuff like that. There's a test? Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple. I just ask you questions like, um, I, I don't even, I'm trying to think like, what do you need to fillet a fish? And it's like a knife. It's very simple. Oh my simple. God, for real? Not hard. I'm, uh, I'm just caught up on like princess points and prince points. Uh, and now I'm going to refer whenever I play Pokemon to PP as prince points. Prince points, like, yeah. I need mm -hmm. 25, I get 25 uh, prince points for my Pikachu to cast Thunder or something like that. I think it's better when you say, I have so much PP in me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much PP. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, and then you do that. And then the they introduce you to your little farm. And your character at first is like, wait a second. I'm a princess. I have to run a farm? And the dragon's like, yes. Because people who don't work here don't get don't get to eat, including the royals. And we're like, oh, okay. So Seems you fair. get a farm. And it starts off with all kinds of shit on it, just like, most farming sims and you get like an axe or you you have to go through requests first and the requests at the um like there like there's like a mailbox in front of the castle and when you go to this request box it will give you um different kind of requests from different people all over the town and when you first start out all of them are giving you things because they want it's like kind of like the tutorial stage so like one person's like hey why don't you go get some lumber here i'll give you an axe or why, why don't you go get some stone here i'll give you a hammer and then you go out and you you clean up your field and then you end up getting seed and you know like the usual farming stuff and then um this one does have like marriage and family in it so uh you can like uh, like there are um different bachelors or bachelorettes but they won't let you hook up with somebody of the opposite sex it's, it's always like or i mean of, of the same sex sorry it's always like like you have to marry someone of the opposite sex which is really sad because <laughs> there is one girl in it that i fell in love with and i'm so sad i want to marry her but um <laughs> damn you nintendo her was, yeah her name was forte and she's this adorable knight who like blonde knight who's like always dressed in armor and she always acts really tough but she has an obsession obsession with sweets and so but she's like really embarrassed about it so every time somebody mentions like cake or something she freaks out it's just i love her she's so adorable <laughs> but um yeah and then you can like you do like build up relationships with people all over the town and then you can get married and you can have kids and I haven't done any of that yet. I don't know if I will. I'm kind of just going and seeing who is interested in me first because I don't really care. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I've just been going. I've, I've been giving gifts to everybody to build up my relationships with everybody at the same time. But um, and then there are dungeons out in the world, Aha. which is different from like your typical like Harvest Moon game. It is kind of similar to, I say, Stardew Valley in a way, except I think the combat in this is more in-depth than Stardew Valley. Um, so there are dungeons where you can go out and fight monsters and you can get items out there. And there is that kind of story where you run into like these bosses in the dungeons. And when you beat them, like the first time I beat a boss, it turned into a person. And then you bring that person back to the town. They're, they're passed out and you bring them back. And the dragon's like, why are monsters turning into people? That's really weird. Or why are the, like, 
what how what caused this and then she can hear like screams out in the dungeons like these calls and it's always a new monster when a new tap when a new dungeon opens up when you get down to the boss you beat them and then it turns into another person and that person does wake up and become part of the town but they can't remember what happened they're like i i don't know i don't remember anything from being in that dungeon (laughs) so there is a bit of a mystery there you're like what's going on there's you can tell that the dragon has some secrets of its own because it's like um it it's clear that she knows more than what she's telling you and uh but yeah when you go out there the combat is still pretty simple this isn't really yeah you know it's not like an rpg first and foremost it's a farming sim first and foremost with some RPG elements. So like you get a you do get different weapons, you do get different armor that you could equip that will boost up like your attack and your defense and your speed and you can get magic and uh, usually the magics are drops that you find from bosses or different chests and then you can equip them and like I've got like you get like you can equip two magic spells at a time and you can sw- you can swap them out. But uh, right now I have like a fireball and a like a water beam. And so those wow, take up I, like my X and Y buttons. I didn't even see that. I'm watching a video right now of this guy. He's just like running through this dungeon, just kicking the shit out of like out of fire ants and orcs. Yeah. And yeah the, oh yeah, that's a very early one. That's yeah. very simple. Yeah, I was gonna say, like you just swing your sword and they die. Yeah, I was gonna say because <laughs> this guy doesn't have any uh, like no, he has no magic, you know. So he's just kind mm-hmm. of wailing on, them. and then he beat the crap out of some butterfly girl. She, yes, it's the first boss, yeah, and it's. Yeah. It looked like it. It's pretty simple. Like, you can tell, you can see what their patterns are. And um, as you go longer in the fight, they do speed up. But once you, like, kind of get the boss's patterns and, you know, like, the tells of what attack it's going to use, it's pretty simple to dodge them. Um, there aren't any really any dashes that I found in this game. Like, I, I don't know if maybe that'll become, like, a magic ability later on you can get a dash. But so far, uh dodging is pretty much just running out of the way (laughs) but um you do have stats and the more like you do something the more it will level up and that that includes like combat like your attack when you attack something you can level up and so your attacks will do more damage and you'll be able to take like more hits and um i think you can become faster the more you run around but it also like applies to like farming like the more you farm the higher your farming set will get so like the more uh, like the less and less energy it'll take to do certain tasks like before it's like i chopped down a tree and now i can't do anything for the rest of the day (laughs) but like the more you do stuff the more stamina like the like the more you actions you can take in a day and um you can like you can like you can like tame monsters right and have them kill kill other monsters Yes, I did use some of my princess points to build a barn, and then I accidentally built two barns because I didn't think the first one took, and then I went outside, and I'm like, oh shit, I have two barns now. <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, you, you can go out in the dungeon. You can, um, I don't think you can do it with goblins. I don't know. I've never tried. I don't think they count. I think they kind of have to be beasts. But um, like I went out and I you give them items that they like and eventually they like there's like a little heart over their head and the bigger the heart gets um like eventually they'll be like uh, they will join your farm and you have the option of putting it inside of one of your barns so i did go out and tame two sheeps and i tamed a squirrel so i get like fur from all of them and i can use those at my crafting table to make shirts and boots and stuff 
Um, there are chickens out there. I don't know what you give them, oh. though. I've tried giving them all kinds of stuff, and they didn't like it. <laughs> I think I have to give them seeds, but I have, I've have. i always been like, I want to mm. plant my seeds. I don't want to give it to a chicken. Grain, so, I guess, right? Chickens. I have no Who idea. The hell knows? I don't know what you Picky give them. Picky-ass chicken. Just eat them. Yeah, there's a lot of monsters, though, there that are not like your typical farm animals. Like, there are wolves out there, and I think you can tame those and just pretty much anything you can find out there i think you could tame like there's like this big like uh mushroom thing that i'm pretty sure you can tame and bring back to your farm it's a fantasy so like you can sure. find some weird shit out there well it looks really cool yeah. I'm watching some videos here so yeah, yeah it's the kind yeah. of game that i get super invested in i'm like one more day well, is it, one more day <laughs> isn't there another one coming out like pre- at the end of the year uh i don't know like Rune, Rune Factory Fa- or Factory different? Five, I think is coming out. Maybe I don't know. It's Rune Factory. I know something a har- something a Harvest Moon tale, a fantasy of Harvest Moon. Maybe yeah, I'm not mm. sure. I don't know. I think there's a new there's also out. the story of seasons is in the Harvest Moon series. Oh, that's very cute. Know. But yeah, th- there there's that and. Um, I'll be playing it for a while. Animal Crossing comes out later this month, so yeah. we'll see. Well, goodbye to half the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea of Mitz is like, hey, you know, there's another Rune Factory coming out, and Mandy internally is just like, oh no, as she a- adds to cart. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to get through four first. Like, um, I don't, like, there's obviously not going to be like an end game for this, but. Or like a hard end game. Like I don't think you're ever going to get like a credit screen. I've never finished a Rune Factory game, but I think at a certain point you'll like probably defeat all the dungeons and probably finish the story. So I want to play up to that point at least. I mean, unless you- it's like Stardew Valley, where eventually I have like a giant wine factory in my basement and I'm busting out so much cash a day. I mean, <laughs> that's the satisfying point. Is, is this a game you even beat? I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe you do. I. Does your farm ever complete its mission? No. Or do you just keep building? I, that's why I just said. I think it'll probably reach a point where you finish the story in all the dungeons, and that'll probably be like the quote unquote end game. And then you just keep going, like yeah, with your farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It looks like, um, yeah, it says Room Factory 5 is an, un- is an upcoming role playing simulation game. Yeah. Yep. It's coming out at some point. Cool. Release is twenty. We'll see what happens. I, I thought it was like Christmas, but I don't see the actual date here. Just I just all I see is the, uh, um, the year. Or so, yeah. So let me jump over to Mexico real quick. So I went to Mexico, um, and and uh, I visited my girlfriend's uh, parents who were down there were helping to helping set up some production for a factory or something, and um, had a pretty good time. You know, Mexico is. Uh, I've never been to Mexico. Um, I've now I've been to all three of the major countries in North America, I guess. So it's pretty um, pretty interesting to see another slice of, of the world, you know, that's you know to our southern border. You know, I think a lot of people have been to Canada, but I think fewer people have been to, Me- to Mexico. And and um, Mexico was it was nice. It definitely has its pluses and minuses, I'd say. Um, the pluses of Mexico, and this will really interest Mason, is that the food is fantastic. Um, it is. It is, uh, especially the beef in Mexico is just something to behold pretty much. I'd say they have this type of, they have this type of meat that I can't remember the name of it, but 
there's um it's like this cut of beef that you don't that you that you can't really buy in the states because it's um like when you buy ribs here in the states you're almost always getting pork ribs right and um, mm-hmm. and the but of course cows have ribs too so there's rib meat on cows but I guess it's real hard to get to it's like the meat in between the ribs or whatever and and because we're all in the spirit of like mass producing food in the states I don't think we really bother with that um, meat. So it's, you don't really, you can't really buy it, but in Mexico, they, they have this meat and it's real expensive and it's, it's like, how to how to describe it? We were at this party and they were grilling it and it's kind of like, it's like the tenderness of a filet mignon, but it, but the like greasy t- flavorfulness of bacon, I guess I would say. And they were like, but it's not like short ribs or something like that. It's something different. I mean, you're not you're not literally eating ribs. It's like they've taken the meat out of there, and so you're eating like you know cuts of meat. But it's just from that section of the cow that we don't really deal. We don't really give it, like we don't really make. We don't really sell it. So you have to look up the name of it. I can't remember the name. Uh, point to uh, the meat on the Chipotle menu that it is most similar to. <laughs> yeah, I'm pro- I mean, honestly, nothing. I mean, so okay, like, like um, you know, they've they were taking. I'll look up the name at some point and send it to you, but you know, and they they were, they were like, you know, they had like fresh tortillas that they just made and they're putting this meat on there with like cheese and, uh, and guacamole and, um, you know, whatever. And just like Mm -hmm. so freaking good. Um, they don't mess around with the, uh, the non corn tortillas. Corn tortillas are superior. I mean, it, it pretty much all the food I ate in Mexico was great. You know, we had, we had some seafood. It was great. We went to a place where there were a bunch of food trucks and all of that was great. Like the sushi was great. The burritos were great. The tacos were great. Um, all the beef was fantastic. The tequila was awesome. Um, just, just a, just a fantasy of food, you know, for the most part. Uh, the people in Mexico were also just like so friendly. Like everybody was, I don't think I ran into anybody down there that was less than friendly. Um, just, just everybody is just in a good mood. <laughs> I don't know. It's maybe it's cause you know, maybe, maybe it's cause the food is so damn good, but um, we went out to, uh, we were in Hermosillo, which is, I guess, like maybe like four or five hour drive south from Phoenix. So it's sort of like the western, northwestern portion of Mexico. And it's real flat. You know, it's down there on like sea level, pretty much. Um, there are, there were some like little hilly mountain type things, you know, in the vicinity that we went and climbed up one of them. And it, w- it was a pretty good little hike up that, up that hill, you know, like nothing compared to a, Colorado 14er but you know it was really nice to get to the top and see the view from the top and and um you know just enjoy the the weather the weather wasn't really like I was expecting it to be just like smolderingly hot down there but it was really like cloudy and overcast the whole time thankfully and I, and I, and I don't think the temperature really went above like 75 maybe Fahrenheit you know it just wasn't bad well uh, that's just pleasant yeah it was real nice and um Let's see. Yeah, probably like if Mexico has a drawback, it's probably like the infrastructure. Like the infrastructure is just really rough. Like they don't they don't have um, like you can't drink the water. You can't. The roads are pretty busted up and no one follows the traffic rules. Like there's just like lines on the road, but no one gives a shit. It's almost just like you're racing like go karts around. Um, and like a lot of the buildings, um, they just don't look like they're, they're in like a lot of them are in like disrepair. Um, but um you know, that's like a lot of places, you know, if you've been to like China or Vietnam or, you know, any of these countries, like a lot of them, a lot of them have like those same sorts of, uh, 
issues, I guess. But, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was really nice. We went over to a Cape and like saw some, saw some like the, I guess it's like an, it's not really the ocean, but I guess it was like an inlet, almost like a bay maybe that's connected to the ocean. And like, it was pretty nice and it was really breezy and, and there was a lot of, um, people just kind of enjoying the weather and, but I'm um, definitely, definitely I would go for the food. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look this up. Mexico, um, beef, rib, meat. Let's see if I can find the, see if I can find it for you here. So yeah, but yeah. But yeah. S- sell me on it. Sell me on it with one single <laughs> it is high a, definition picture of meat and I'll be like, I'm, I'm in. I, I Sign mean, me up. I mean, it, 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 you, you would be sold immediately. And by the way, it's the Gulf of California. Um, that we were at, we, we went to a party like this, the guy who I guess runs the, the production plant down there was throwing a party and he was just like, unbelievable house. I mean, just, just unbelievable. I mean, he was, he, it was so odd. This guy was so rich. It was just, it was just a, a painfully obvious. I mean, his living room is like 12 foot ceilings. He's got like a, one of the walls is like 40 feet wide and he literally has like a there's no wall like you could like you're walking from the living room straight out into a courtyard in the back and there's nothing dividing it so he's got like this glass wall it's hmm. like 40 feet wide and 10 and 11 feet tall or whatever and it like is fully retracted up into the ceiling so he can literally raise lift a whole wall of the living room up and makes the whole house feel like it's outside which is just fantastic when it's you know 70 degrees and breezy out and with no humidity just feels, yeah, feels yeah. great and they were all outside grilling and and um he was just like a great host you know we walked in and he was like this this tequila this is your bottle and i'm thinking like what that's like not my bottle and then like he wanted me he had a he had a piano so he wanted me to play piano and i was like taking shots of tequila while i was playing so i'm i'm sure i like quickly deteriorated <laughs> my i uh after five i imagine them doing like Edward 40 hands where like they duct tape the tequila bottle to your hands. But then you talked about playing piano and I just picture you sitting down both hands held to the tequila bottles, just smashing away. Yeah. It's like, that, I, uh, that's a very Mexican adventure. I'd be playing like a Brahms Rhapsody and then like I get to a, to like a spot where you can kind of dramatically pause for a moment. I'll just like take the shot real quick and keep going and everyone like laughs. So it was just great. It, it, it was a really good time. You know, I, I think, I think we'll, we're going to go back at some point and, and, um, and visit and really, really not a bad flight down there. You know, it was probably, uh, you know, it's like, it's like an hour to Phoenix from Denver. And then from the, from Phoenix, it's like, you know, an hour and a half to this place. So pretty easy little trip. The, the cost is kind of unjustifiable. I think it's, there's gotta be like a lot of international tariffs or fees or something that caused the cause the flight to go up because, I can fly to Florida, which is a much further distance for like, I don't know, 120 bucks round trip from Denver. But if I want to fly to Mexico to the city, which is not even half the distance, it's almost 600 bucks. And so I'm like, it's like, hmm. it's really not, really not justifiable other than the fact something that, about it being international. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably just crushing American airlines with like, with like just giant tariffs or something that caused them to ramp up the price. But you know, it was, um, it's probably, it's, it might be worth the 600 bucks just to eat that rib meat. <laughs> so it's, uh, it really was that good. So yeah, pretty, it was pretty, uh, pretty nice. So do you, do, Interesting. do you guys have any plans to maybe anybody, any interest in going to Mexico at all on, on either of your parts? I, I had never really thought about it too much. There's always been other places in the world that are 
closer to the top of the list, but you know, it's right there. Yeah. Okay. Never considered it. So the meat, I guess it's called machaca, which I'm being told it's called machaca, which is a it's a traditionally dried meat of spiced beef. Um that is a popular local cuisine in north northern Mexico. Uh, yeah, but I don't think you can listen, buy it. Listen, if if you want to set up a Kickstarter for <laughs> AAA Podcast Does Mexico, I'm I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you could tempt us. Well, it would definitely be a lot. Well, yeah, but it's like if the AAA Podcast goes on a trip to Mexico, I can't really help you. I, I felt so helpless down there. Like it's been a while since I've been to a country where I was just like. Or I felt like a baby, you know, sort of, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like I can't speak the language. It's um, part of the adventure, my they don't guy. Take the, I, it's fine. Like, you know, that's how it is in China, Vietnam, Singapore. Like, well, Singapore speaks a lot of English, but a lot of places it's like that. But it's just been a while for me where I've been where I've been in a place where where half the places don't have don't have the ability to accept credit cards. And um, I'll speak the language. I don't really understand a lot of things that are going on. And so, you know. I'd be totally worthless on a Japan. Like in that's ju- fine. <laughs> just slap down some money, aggressively gesture towards what you think you want, and uh, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. There you go. So it was a pretty good time. But um, let's move on. So um, I, I did. I did watch the Dragon Quest movie, but I'll, I'll probably, I may talk about that next week. But we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Why don't we jump to this Neo Two demo? Because you know people like to hear yeah. about games. Okay, well, so if you're listening to this, uh, sorry, it's too late. You've already missed your chance. Uh-oh. Um, I'll I'll talk about it more. So Neo 2 is a game I'm very excited for. It comes out March 13th, which is in about two weeks. And one thing I've always liked about them is they've always they always hold a bunch of alpha and beta versions of the game for people to come in, test it, and like give feedback, and they use that to like you know polish the game a bit but essentially this weekend from the 28th to the first so mitts and mandy i guess you technically still have like six hours today to play um they released like what they call the last chance trial which is like you play through one level of the game and it's just kind of to get a feel for it and you know sell people on it at the very end and give them a chance to uh test it out and see if they would like it and I mean, I've already pre-ordered this game, which I normally don't do, but I'm just so confident in the product that we're going to get that I'm like, I'll actually pre-order something for once, get a cool little case out of it. But I uh, started it up and it's, if you've ever played Neo, it's almost exactly the same. There's a couple new mechanics, but it is pretty much copy paste the menu layouts and the way the map looks like it's very much the same thing but one thing i liked about this one is that you don't play as like the guy that everyone plays as you get a whole like customer or character creation menu screen and i was like dang you can't even be whoever you want and normally i kind of just a don't play games that have character creations but usually when I do, like, for example, Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to just play the game that I'm like, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter, especially because in Dark Souls, like you put on helmets, you put on stuff and like you don't even see your person half the yeah. time, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I know 
I always I always had that thought playing Dark Souls. It's like, oh, here's this character creation screen. And there are two things. First of all, I could never make a character that I thought was like less than They really. always look janky, by They're, the way. They always look horrible. Like I'm like, I, I just want to have a character that looks attractive. I don't care if it's male or female. Just, you know, if I'm going to be looking at this character like for 100 hours, I at least want to like how they look, right? And it's like I can never mm-hmm. I can never make myself happy with that. And then it's and then two, I'm always decked out in armor, so no matter what, you never see their face. And then they're always dead, so they're always like shriveled up husks. <laughs> it's like why friggin' bother? But you know, agreed, whatever. agreed. But I was like, you know what? The situation is a little different because a, um, in Neo, you get a bunch of armor and stuff. Half of the appeal of the game is you're just nonstop getting loot. Which all has different looks and stuff. Sure, but what yeah. you can do is you can replace what an armor looks like while keeping all its stats. So, like, say you got a really big helmet, but you wanted to see your character, you could edit the appearance of that helmet so it still had all the boosts of the helmet, with, but so it was, like, out of the way. So you can customize your character visually however you want. But the other thing is this trial game, your progress isn't saved but you can port your character you make in the trial version to the main game when it comes out. Oh, oh, that's really so, n- okay. That's good. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my time for once. I'm going to like really put the effort in and make a awesome character. So I actually just put in our live stream channel on discord. Uh, I made our AAA mascot. I made, I made her. Oh, you she did is great. Yeah. She's adorable. And I, for the first time in my life, really understood the struggle of being a woman because <laughs> what what I, Mandy's like well, I was tell. like man I'm gonna take my time I'm going to go through every single facet of this and just periods in this game oh my god <laughs> and just and just really get into the details and uh you know you start off you, you've got your your hair and you control how long it is and what hairstyle it is and oh no I'm not a tampon it's gotta go or, back go go back or, to the general or, or store. second color so I was <laughs> You can make it curvy. You can make it wave. You can do these effects on it. I was like, okay, I'm doing all that. Then you this round, you change the ears, the nose, the eyes. Like you're just changing everything. And I was taking my time with it, and I was having a good time. And then the next like subsection of the creation was makeup, and I hit that, and it was just like a list of like 20 things: changing eyeliner, shadows, blush, contouring, lipstick. And I just audibly was like, "Ugh, groan! Oh my goodness, I don't want to have to deal with this." And just accepted the defaults on all of that because I, I spent like two minutes on eyeliner, and I was like, "You know what? Uh, makeup." I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this one to the professionals and just uh, <laughs> skimmed over that. So I, I kind of <laughs> glanced over that. So makeup, big nightmare. I can understand what a waste of time. But uh, man, dude, this, but this, then after, this did not go where I thought it was going. <laughs> exactly. No, it didn't. <laughs> and, and then for the next, you know, couple hours I played the game. And it was a blast. It's so much fun. It's such a difficult game in like the concept of like you're managing like nine different weapons plus ranged weapons with each weapon has different moves and there's three different stances you have each of which changes the moves of every single weapon you could get like there's so much going on but it's it somehow works it's beautiful and it's amazing and i'm hyped for neo 2 and i'm sure i will talk about it way more when the game actually comes out but i'm excited you know, I'm pretty sure I have Neo 1, and I don't think I played more than, like, two hours of it. I'm not really sure why that is, but... 
Uh, it takes a little finagling to figure out all the systems at play because unlike a lot of games where there's lots of systems but you can find one that works and you can just stick with it neo just actively pushes you to really get engrossed in all the mechanics at play and when you do it is some of the most satisfying gameplay i think that there is okay it's also if you go in with like expecting it to be like dark souls it's it's far more different than what I think a lot of people give it credit for. And it's a little bit faster and there's a whole loot mechanic and I don't know. It's a good time. All right. Well, when is that coming out? When is the official release date for Neo 2? I know it's soon. The the 13th of March. And you do not need to play Neo 1 to play Neo 2. Okay. Yeah. There's wow. no like story carryover. There's just... It just you just have to go through the learning curve that you would have had to with that game. So it's okay. uh good stuff. Well, I'm glad you're excited. So you, lo- <laughs> you love these, these freaking games, like these like dark souls, Sekiro, demon souls, Neo, like all these amazing. You're like on it. This is, this is I'm trying. This it's, is it's, it's the, one of the few games that I actually play. So, now, now, what happened to your wisdom teeth? Because, like, when you when I hear like wisdom teeth, the sequel, all I think of is, oh, infections, or oh my god, like my stitches came out. <laughs> oh no, it, it went well. It uh, uh, it's a good time. I I'm a little chipmunked still, which people will see on the podcast. But uh, yeah, it's it went well. It uh, I didn't go under for it so i didn't get like gas i just did the local like numbing that sucks so i was i was just chatting with my uh like surgeon the whole time and uh like i don't know uh, it's just it's weird because you can't feel anything but it's just you hear like a walnut like being cracked and like just all this like scraping and like popping sounds and you're like hmm i probably should be feeling pain right now but i'm doing all right and uh, i've just been eating ice cream and my curds and whey aka cottage cheese if you didn't know for the past like uh, week and it's just been an excuse to laze around because you can't work out you can't you can't work do out much no because what the hell like what the, like your the blood flow will like put pressure on the uh, stitches and pop them that's wow like even like walking into work the next day like from my car to the front thing i could like feel like my gums like throbbing. That is wow. Okay. All right. So I've been a lazy piece of poop and watching a lot of anime. So well, let's not have your it's jaw pop. You know, that's we don't want that. That's that's probably good too. And uh, no, the guy, the surgeon was talking about like podcasting the whole time because I was like listening to uh, stuff while I was <laughs> getting work done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, I love like MMA, hockey podcasts or whatever." I'm like, "Well, that's kind of fitting for a." Uh, guy who's involved with teeth you know the two sports that are probably the most prone to knocking it out and he was like oh yeah like i got a friend he was like the team doctor or the team dentist for like a hockey team because he's like oh i'll be on the team and like you get to go to every home game for free Mm -hmm. and just like watch you just watch hockey from the stands and if something happens they like call you like hey come on down to the uh dressing room old uh kachuk or whatever like Popped a molar, and uh, he, the guy said that his friend, who was the team dentist, in his in the entire season that he worked there, he saw one full period of hockey. 
Because he basically and was so every busy other period, he faces. got interrupted at some point for some chip or dislodgement or something. And, you know, you don't hockey. Haha, they lose teeth. But like, I guess it happens actually as much as people joke. So there you go. <laughs> wow. I, I, I mean, yeah, I have no knowledge of people's tooth loss during hockey, but I can only imagine. All right, Mandy, we have reached the end here. We got World of Horror. I don't know what this is. Could be anything. Guessing it's a game. Uh, it is. I'll try to get through it quickly. Um, or you, or, yeah, so or you of, could save it if you want. How much time do we have? You got about five minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll try my best. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have more, I'll talk about it again later. But okay. uh, World of Horror is a new indie game. It's like a one-bit horror game that came from a Polish developer named Paweł Kozminski. I don't know. I Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. But this guy is a big Lovecraft and Junji Ito fan. And hmm, so, I, I can think of one other person, at least, <laughs> who shares those interests. So this guy made a game for me. <laughs> and um, it is a horror game uh, a, that takes a lot of inspiration from Lovecraft and Jinji Ito. And it is developed as like a roguelite-ish game, but also as an RPG, kind of like old, very old school computer text-based game. And it's currently in early access. It was $15 when I bought it, I believe, on Steam. I think it's also coming to Switch. But um, and I don't know when it's going to release fully. Right now, I believe it's just early access. But so in this game, you start off with there's a bunch of different modes to it. You can play like just through a story or you can pick up a character or a random character that you can just hit the randomize button and give you just a random one. But um, there are. When you first start off, there are several different playable characters that you can pick from. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, there are five different stories that you can start off as, but they come from a larger pool of investigations that you can unlock later on. But uh, the beginner story that I chose was one about just a high school that's haunted by a girl who attacks people with scissors. And um, so it... it that one is based on a, um, I believe I talked about her before, like the, um, the, the big smile lady with like the, um, the, like the cut mouth, slip mouth oh, woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is gross. based on that. And, um, one run through a story can last anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. And that's if you survive it. So, um, everything is in like this black and white and it functions like an old PC game. It looks like you're playing on a PC, sort of like, um, um, Return of the Oberdin kind of did something similar where you could switch it between different kind of P PC, old PC graphics. So you can do the same thing here. And all the encounters are turn-based and you have a limited number of actions you can take during combat. So when you find, when you do encounter like a ghost or a monster or a cultist or something, you can, there's a whole list of attack, of different actions you can take and you have like a like an action bar and you can um you can do as many actions as you can fill up inside that bar so you could do like a find an improvised weapon you could take aim so i could have a higher chance of hitting it you can prepare an attack so you get like a damage boost you can just swing wildly if you want <laughs> you can prepare like a block you can try to run you can use an item cast spells you can do a ritual to get some sanity back and sanity is a big mechanic in this and um oh man not again 
Yeah, so you have like stats and you can um those do change depending on like how much XP you get in combat and stuff, but and as well as items and uh like you start off with stamina, reason, and doom. Those are the big ones. And when whenever you go into different events, there are random events events in this game. And those random events have actions that you can take. And whether or not you pass them, it's kind of like on a rolling system, like a like a dice roll. Uh, you don't get to see it. It's internal. But it will decide whether or not you pass it, depending on your stats. And um, they these actions can either help you or hurt you whether, you, whether or not you succeed or fail. So, like, if you find a body, like a dead body, you can inspect it. And if you fail it, it could traumatize you and give you, like, you lose sanity and your doom will go up. Or it can you can find items and money and stuff on it. And if your doom meter ever reaches 100, an elder god breaks free. And so you have to beat the elder god or die. And, and, what are the, and what's the like likelihood you, of that happening? Um. Well, I haven't played a ton of it right now, but I see. He, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit in just a second. But like, also like your stamina and insanity, if those ever reach or your sanity uh, or reason, if those ever reach zero, you also lose. But um. Like it's like what I was going to say is that you can it's very easy to blunder your way through the first story. But whenever you beat a story, you that character can continue on to another story, another investigation. So all of those stats will carry on to the next story. So I haven't had a a very high doom meters yet. But if you kept on going, I could see how it could it, it will definitely get closer to 100 so, and at that point, it's pretty much just a game over. But, um, yeah, so every time that you beat a story, it carries on. And that's kind of like the roguelite aspect of it, where all your item skills, stats, spells that you find carry on to the next one. When you die, you have to start completely over with a new character. And, like, all of the stories that you do complete will have completed next to it. But, like, you'll lose all of your items and stats and stuff. And uh, the really cool thing about this, though, it's very narrative-focused. So, I don't know, there is, like, this great sense of doom going into it. Like, you know nothing when you go in. So, when I first started off with the high school one, I started off in a school room. And there are different couple different actions I could take. I could either inspect a bag. And when I did, I got a journal out of it. And when I read the journal, I found a... Um, like a ritual kind of symbol just drawn inside of it. And then my other option is just explore school. So I did explore school, explore school, and then you get like different random events. And so one of them, I went into the gym and there was a dead body there and I could either leave or inspect it. So I inspected it. And then like other events that you can find, like there's one where another girl in the school will find you and then will call out to you and you can either try to run from it, run from that person or talk to them. And if you try to run away, they'll grab you and pull you along with them and it like increases your doom. Like everything in here looks like a Jinji Ito character. Everything is terrifying looking. Why? Like that woman has like that wide eyes and wide grin that Jinji Ito loves. <laughs> why is everything, so, why is everything a dead body? Why does everything increase your doom? <laughs> 
Nothing but doom nothing in the world. But doom and just, there is nothing but doom in the world. Yes, it's no. very Lovecraft, where it's like this old sense of just everything is coming to an end. <laughs> and like one time, I like while I was exploring the school, my character went outside, and there's just like a giant eyeball staring at you from the sky. And then it's like the god is watching you, like the elder god. And so your option is to either hide and cower or try to sneak past it. <laughs> so. Jeez. So yeah, everything that you do, all the actions that you take can change and you can find items and like I found like an axe inside of a locker and that one helped me out a lot when fighting like the end boss, which was the um the slip mouth woman, but it looks like a Jinji Ito character, like kind of like um um I'm trying to think uh there's one character, I'm trying to remember what her name was in Jinji Ito manga where uh, like her face was just multiplied three times, like 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 melted into like three other faces. Was she in? Was she in um, the spiral? I think she's in Tomie. Uh, yeah, I didn't read. That I believe. One. Okay, I could be wrong, but I think I can't remember if it's Tomie or or one of the short stories, like the painting one. Maybe I can't remember, but that's what it looks like when you finally get to the scissor lady, and it helps out a lot killing her. But um, but yeah, that my object- objective in that in the school one was to find candles and find uh, and draw the ritual symbol to do a ritual. So I went out, or you know, you had to find chalk to draw the symbols. So I went out a few times, found chalk, got like a boss, a mini boss in between. Went out again, found the chalk, came back, and you had to draw the symbol correctly because if you draw it incorrectly, that's why you have to look in the journal, mm-hmm, draw yeah. it incorrectly. That ghost will show up. But you can't hit it, and then you're pretty much dead. So I had to draw the ritual, perform the ritual correctly for it to manifest. So then I was able to hit it with an axe. So uh, it's there's a lot of trial and error trying to figure out which ones, um, like just try things out just to see what happens. I did find a store in a uh, like an old town that had a dog running it. It was so cute. A Shiba Inu, and mm. it increased my doom. What? <laughs> what the doom is that everywhere? Was, was it like a that was the funny. Was it like part. a dead Shiba Inu? No, no, it was no, live. It was, just, oh, it was just, a real happy one too. Just chilling. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. It, I mean, just... I haven't played the game to like talk about like the mechanics of it, but just visually, the way it captures the art style with the old aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. One of the most impressive things. It's really cool looking. <laughs> it's um, wild how they do it. Yeah, right now, I think it has like overwhelmingly positive. I've only seen pot people give it positive reviews. There are some people who are like, you know, it's early access, so you do run into some bugs and some random crashes. But overall, the story, the or the game feels pretty solid for an indie game that's only like $15. So if you like that horror stuff, like that horror, like Lovecraft and Jinji Ito, I definitely recommend it. Like I've I've been having fun with it, but I do get kind of um, just bored after a while because I'm like, you know, I've been going with this story for a while. I think I'm just gonna take a break. But um, too much doom. Yeah, there's a lot of doom. Everything's doom. I did get sacrificed by cultists. What? <laughs> I got caught in the woods. I was trying to run from them. They caught me. They sacrificed me to an old god, <laughs> and then I had to start all over. It just sounds lovely. It sounds dreadful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm probably not on PlayStation, so I am uh, spared from your temptation yet again. It Maybe seem like, eventually. I don't know. It didn't really seem like a PlayStation title, so 
All right. Well, it's just early access, so you never yeah. know if it might go there eventually. Yeah, you never know. I think know. there was plans to bring it out on Switch. When I looked it up, I saw like some plans like this is going to come to Switch eventually. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it did come to PS4, though. All right, well, let's call it an episode because we got to go do, uh, we got to move on. We got to hit the old dusty trail, move on to some uh, exciting regular, you know what? I'm just excited to talk about Dr. Stone. That's pretty much it. I'm going to be honest. Well, let's get to it then. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back with next, well, we will be back next week with lots of additional exciting and unpredictable adventures for you to share with you and entreat upon you and tempt you with tales of Neo 2 and all these other things. But um, most of all, thanks for helping out the podcast, guys. And we look forward to speaking to you next time on Hobby Addicts. Take care. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye-bye.